Hello and welcome to CreekCast. I am Marcus. I'm Josh. And we once again still have jo- Jason uh, on our episode. <laughs> so Jason, say hi. Hey guys. Yeah. And so we are continuing on in our study of Matthew. Um, really, we're at the end of Matthew. Um, I feel like we've been in this for ever. Yeah, <laughs> our last break. day in Matthew. Yeah, our last day in Matthew. Matthew 28, 11 through 20, um, as we finish up week 35 of our Word of Life Quiet Time. Yep. Yeah. And so it starts off with the guards reporting to the chief priest that Jesus is not there, that they say that, you know, that Jesus has come back to life. Um, but it makes you wonder, where did these guards get this information from? Yeah. You know, because I take it the guards at the tomb died. You know, it says like death, but <laughs> I take I take it that they 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 were just no different than I would be. I mean, just blown away in all the splendor of God. Mm-hmm. And then I had assumed that that's how they. I mean, they. I can see him running back. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's not here. Yeah, no, he, he's, he gone. He gone. He was put in there. I seen it, and the stones there. He's not there. You yeah, know, I'm picturing a panic, a frantic, a. Oh yeah, I mean, just like being the guards that were supposed to protect or not to keep him in there. Yeah, and now he's gone. Like you're like, I'm fired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> and but we see how the chief priests react to this. They pay them off. Oh yeah, you know they're like, yeah. here's the story you're going to tell. The disciples came and stole the body. I thought that, to me, I was like, that brings me back to so much into today's society of how we try to cover up what's real with fakeness to make it look real so that we're fooling others, but at the end of the day, we still know the truth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was kind of the point, one of the points that I had made. Human flesh can't conquer the truth of what is. Oh, yeah. And... The cover up there, I thought, was so astounding from the standpoint of, again, like we had discussed, yeah, we just killed God. We just killed <laughs> yep. You know, and now, now he's gone. Yeah. Now he's gone. <laughs> now he's gone. <laughs> how, do we, how are we going to make ourselves look right? Yep. Yeah. How are we going to justify ourselves? Yep. Yeah. And it just blew my mind that the mind frame is no different then than it is today. Oh, absolutely. And so the guards start telling the story. Hey, the disciples stole the body, you know? Yep. Um, and then we get to lies. the disciples. Yeah. Lies. <laughs> and so we see the 11 disciples. So the 11 minus Judas, yep. because y'all, you know, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he gone. He gone. <laughs> and so they're in Galilee and they see Jesus and they worship him. But then we have this next phrase, but some doubted. Yep. We're talking about the eleven here. Like yeah. this is not the hundred and forty-four or whatever that was in the upper room in the well, beginning it, of Acts. This is the eleven. Yeah. Well, that's like what I was saying. Like for the fact that Mary and them could see Jesus and immediately know who he was, yeah. I would personally probably put myself with the disciples, thinking, "No, there's no way that this is Jesus." Right. And the reason for that is they have not been told. I mean, they've been. They probably have heard rumors and things like that, but they've not been phys- physically told that, hey, Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. So, like, yeah. To, still thinks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They still think he's dead in, in that tomb. So, like, when this guy comes, it's like, hello, I'm Jesus. Yeah. Like, we give, like, no. We give Thomas such a hard time yeah. for his doubt. But the truth be told, we'd all be like that. Oh, yeah. We all will. We are all, we are we, all like that now. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
as I, that's that's one of my favorite stories that I like to I don't guess they preach on or what have you, but is you you hit the nail on the head. We would all be like that. Oh yeah. And the fact that there's some doubt that I, I obviously Jesus knew that. Oh yeah. I mean he knew that. So then to have to give reassurance. Yeah. So. And then we get into the Great Commission. You know, we talk about this all the time in yep. Matthew. Um, Jesus tells them, all authority has been given to me. Go and make disciples. Yep. And we'll just stop on that phrase right there for a, a bit. You know, or make disciples. Not, you know, just get them saved and then leave them. But disciples. Yeah. I mean, true followers of Christ. Yeah, because those who believe in Jesus and worship Jesus, like, you know, after his return... Like they're given specific instructions, um, and one of them is to make disciples. And yeah. like we have to live with that. And not only do they have to, like we have to yeah, as well. It's, it's on us, you know. And I mean, a, the simple de- definition of a disciple is a follower. Yeah. And like you know, do I help others follow Christ? Yeah. I mean, and that's what we're called to do: is make disciples. Right. Yeah. Like with different mission work and stuff like that, I've done. Um, one of the hardest things was to be like, all right, we're, we see these people getting saved, but what are we going to do to make sure they're followed up on? Yeah. And all we could do is like give them to local churches to be like, hey, here's people who got saved. Reach out to them. Yeah. You know? And I think looking back on my walk in, in, in life as a Christian, from when I got saved when I was roughly eight, 13 years of age through now, I think now of when I was reading this, I was thinking back and I, I was thinking back over my own life of how true discipleship, like you all were just sitting here talking about, it's not enough to just tell them how to get saved. It's tell it's to tell them to make sure they understand how Jesus wants us to live. Yeah. How he expect. it's not if it's not maybe it's, this is how you live. Yep. This is, this is how I want you to be. Exactly. And I think so much we get lost in the, this is how you get saved. Glad you can make it to youth. Glad yeah. you can make it to church. Hope to see you next week. Love you. Yep. You that's know, that's why whenever whenever I'm doing counseling with somebody and they pray and they you know make a decision, I tell them this is just the start. Yep. Like this is not the end. This is just the beginning of yeah. this walk. Like it's not I'm saved and that's it. No. 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 It's it's a life changing process that 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 when I'm talking to someone about. Jesus and, and they get saved and like you said it's the it's the beginning it's this isn't the only step and I let them know that it, it's a complete life changing experience what you're feeling now you're not always going to feel yeah no. and how you react is how you react is solely upon staying embedded in God's word so that you can know how to handle situations and how to react and how you're supposed to be and Think back to yourself when you mess up, that, that that's God talking to you, letting you know why you've messed up. Yeah. Because how he said you should be to begin with. Yep. yep. And it's just important. That, yeah. And, and we have to live like that's our purpose. Yeah. And right. we don't, right. um, unfortunately. <laughs> like, you know, it's like I said, you know, are we helping others become disciples? Yeah. Are we helping others enhance their, their becoming fo- followers of Christ? And if not, like what's stopping you? Like, what are you so scared of that you are not helping build the kingdom of God? Yeah. And so and we see we're supposed to make disciples of all nations, 
You know, it's not just one group. And I think that was huge for the disciples to hear. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they're primarily Jewish. Mm-hmm. That this yeah. gospel is not just for the people of Israel. Right. This gospel is for the whole world. Well, and I think it's, it goes back when you're talking no different than in, in the setting that we're in right now where we're on Facebook Live and we're all, we've are all we got a podcast going or whether it's yeah. a TikTok scene, it's not just where you're at. It's the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's getting it out there to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was cool Sunday because we streamed to the website itself. We can see a map of people watching just the website. And we had people from, uh, we had a couple in Massachusetts. We had some in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, Florida and South Carolina, North Carolina, Texas. And then we also had some in um, Puerto Rico watching. Really? Yeah. Awesome. And so it was pretty cool just to see, you know, who would have ever thought that a small little country church would be reaching people, all, reaching over people all over the world. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's crazy to think about. And so we see that make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. So baptism is a huge part of it. You know, it's not, baptism is not part of salvation. You know, we don't teach that. We don't believe that. Mm-hmm. But it's a huge part of your Christian life. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an important uh, because it allows believers or a person to make a public display of their faith and their new life in Jesus. Yes. Like that is, that's why it's important. Uh, that's why it's a command. I mean, if you stop and think about it, it... When you tell somebody, okay, I've got saved, I've received Jesus, obviously they, hopefully they get it and they understand the importance of that. But when you follow up with it in baptism and then they get to come and see it and see the transformation that you're taking and the public profession of faith of saying, I'm dying to myself, being raised as who I say I am now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. It's like baptism is one of the greatest witnessing tools that we have. Absolutely. You know, and. I mean, baptism is a huge deal. It's a time to celebrate. Um, yeah. yeah, I was talking with Ray this past Sunday that it's crazy thing about that we will have two months where we haven't had any baptisms. Yeah, you know, already. it's crazy to think about because we have baptisms every month and we mm-hmm. have multiple baptisms every month. You know, and to have two Sundays now or two months, two now, months now that we haven't, haven't had one. a single one, it's crazy to think about. Yeah. But it means that the whenever we're able to get back and actually do baptisms again, it's gonna be hours. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a great celebration because yeah. I mean we think about it, we had three that got saved two weeks ago, and um, not to mention the ones that were already scheduled before that. Like it will be just a great celebration. Absolutely. Yeah, but I mean even when we observe um, and obey Jesus' commands, um, it allows us to actually know God and walk through life with Him. Um, you know, and it allows us to experience the freedom from our sins and the blessings that comes from being a child of God and being with God's, uh, with God or in God's will. Um, because I think a lot of times we get caught up in the, the commands of God. Um, I have to do this. I have to do that. Um, that, or I'm scared to make disciples. I'm, you know, I don't want to get baptized, you know, all these things. Now, obviously, baptism has no no indication of your salvation. Um, it's just a outward uh, symbolization. Um, but when you don't get baptized, I don't, I've always had, well, like, what happens if I never get baptized? Yeah. Um, you know, would I still go to heaven? In my opinion, is it depends on your reasoning for not getting baptized. Like, 
like I, I've got I have one uh, friend who never got baptized because he has something with his I don't know something with his body to where like he can't be immersed in water or something. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Um, so he's never been immersed in water, but he's been not sprinkled, but right. you know that. And yeah, there's ways around that. Just yeah. get a five gallon bucket and start pouring. <laughs> yeah. So like, <laughs> what he did was he basically it was basically a shower is what yeah. he, he did. Um, and he was like, so I wasn't quote unquote baptized as a, what the I'd Bible still says. say he was baptized yeah. though. Yeah. And, the, but like there's others that have not. So like, if you're not doing it because you're scared or like you're deliberately just don't want to do it. Yeah. That's when I'm like, well, no, I had one of the, one of the special baptisms I was a part of was one of the kid that I've been a part of his life for a while. Um, but he was afraid of being immersed. Like yeah. he was afraid of going underneath water, but eventually yeah. he got to the point where he was like, no, we need to do this. Mm-hmm. And so he, yeah, conquered his fear to, well, even like my brother, um, he was baptized in middle school, but he didn't want to do it in front of the whole church. Um, so we actually did, um, Brad actually baptized him and, uh, we did it in the back in his pool in his backyard. Uh, and it was just with the youth. Um, and that was a, that's cool. Uh, but it was just because he didn't want to do it in front of, you know, 800 people or, 1500 people for you how big our church was but right. uh, he, and that's just who he was he, he was a uh, public person he just didn't want to do it in front of that big of a crowd what's your what's your guys opinion on like for example i've been baptized twice okay and the first time was just a because uh-huh and the second time was an acknowledgement yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing no. wrong with it. I, no. I didn't think so either. Right? I think it's all about the, be- the meaning behind it. Right? Yeah. Behind like, obviously, if you're... Like you were saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, let's just take an opportunity here. If we ever get the chance to go to Israel, go to the Jordan River, I'm oh. getting baptized in the Jordan River. Yeah. Yeah. Like, heck yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, <laughs> well it's, it's funny because we had that conversation. We were talking about the baptism thing and stuff on a live, live chat and stuff. And this girl's dad had went to the Jordan river. And he was like, kind of the same. Yeah. He's like, I'm getting baptized in the Jordan river. You know, I'm yeah. And so I, I don't, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. I was just kind of like what jumping off what Marcus had said. It's the meaning behind. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll share with, uh, like, you know, who Grayson Bearden is on, yes. uh, TikTok. Yes. Um, he's a very famous, a very youth popular preacher. youth preacher on yes. TikTok, and actually just social media in general. Um, he actually, quote unquote baptized people over the phone um oh. because of this quarantine. Um he had a few people in his like he does a he calls it TikTok church every Thursday night. Um and uh he had people get saved through that and like they wanted to get baptized but like obviously yeah he can't get baptized right now or quote unquote baptized. So he did it over the phone um with what like obviously he's even made a video it was like all y'all that think this is crazy. Y'all just need to stop talking. So you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's just a, it's just an act of symbolism. It, it's who, actually who cares how we do it, but if it's the meaning behind of I want to get baptized because I want to follow God's God's will. Who cares if it was with your shower water or your bathtub? Well, it goes back to the conversation we had about communion. Yeah, you know, does it have to be wafer and grape juice? Yeah, could it be Mountain Dew and Mountain Twinkies? Dew and, yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, really, because it's yeah. all about the symbolism. It's all yeah, about the symbolism, you and, know? and the meaning behind it. It's not what you're partaking of; it's why are you partaking of it? Exactly. And that's the same thing in a lot of the a lot of the <laughs> church ritual things that go on. It's not what you're doing; it's why are you doing it? Yep. Yeah. And. Yep. I always like to not do Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, well, the reason I always have that, uh, I was in a, uh, 
uh, worship class in college. And uh, part of it was discussing things like that. And the guy, he's like, originally the guy was like, so um, communion or Lord's Supper. Uh, how do y'all, you know, we all talked about how our church does it. And obviously there was tweaks of everything. Uh, he was like, well, what if you were somewhere and all you had was Mountain Dew and Twinkies? Would it still be the Lord's Supper? And we all said, no. But then like he started making us think, right. well, why? You know, like, why does it have to be this? Right. And then going out of that class, I, w- I was kind of convicted of like, well, I guess it doesn't have to be. Yeah. It could be Mountain Dew and Twinkies. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, I know churches right now, they're doing communion over live stream. Yeah. They basically tell the people, hey, just get something mm-hmm. you know they try to encourage them hey go get some grape juice Mountain and stuff like that you know but you know we're going to do lord's supper and we're going to you know and so yeah but i, I as to kind of wrap this up i love how he ends this chapter or this this thing yeah i will always i am always with you to the um, end of the age and uh it, when i was reading it it made me think of john 14 16 which says um and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Helper to be with you forever. Um, you know, it's Jesus finishes His mission on here on Earth, promising that He will always be with me, always yeah. be with us. And I think that's important to remember. Yeah, you know, it makes me think of what is it, uh, Hebrews thirteen fifteen? The Lord is my Helper. Mm, you yeah, know, God's always there with us. It's just a, a great comfort. That as we are making disciples, as we are baptizing, as we are teaching them to observe his commandments, God is right there helping us out. Yep. Like he's not sending us to do this by by ourselves. No. I think that that's the whole key thing about discipleship, what we were talking about a minute ago, is realizing that it's not something that you're doing. It's something you're becoming a part of. Yep. And Jesus is there with us every step of the way. And if, if you look at it as a relationship instead of something that you're doing— you feel that connection. Yeah. And as you're reading his word, he's speaking to you and empowering you with what power you need to get through the days that you're going through and whatever it is that you're doing and discipleship or whatever. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's huge. The way that he ended that there, that he's always with us until the end of age. Just a great comfort. Yeah. Cause I mean, his presence means protection. Um, because I mean, obviously we'll be never out of his side of supervision. Um, but it also means power and peace. I mean, the list can go on of what it all means, but like I will be with you just just adds to what that really means. Yeah. Um, and it kind of can comfort us to carry out what we need to do because he will always be there. Yep. So. Absolutely. But. I think you're up. Oh, yeah. So today's prayer request is for Madagascar. Uh, reveal. I like to move it. <laughs> 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 Reveal as well as biblical teaching and leadership are urgently needed in the churches of the poverty-stricken island nation. There you go. And then a word from our sponsor. Sunday Cool is more than just a custom t-shirt company. Sunday Cool is a company that goes above and beyond to serve the servers, the people who devote their lives to ministry and serving others. Sunday Cool brings together the custom, coolest custom designs, a remarkable buying experience, constant engagement of clients with creative content. 
Oh, did we mention they provide the world's softest prints and the world's softest tees? Go say hi to Carl on sundaycool.com and make sure to choose Sunday Cool on your next order. And then today's life step is for the final commission given by Jesus has never been re- rescinded or revised. Uh, it is the dominant guiding principle of this time between the first offer of the kingdom and the second offer of the, uh, of the, of the kingdom during the tribulation period. Since we continue to live in his in-between time, uh, we may assume that it continues to be our responsibility to carry the gospel into all of the world. All of the world. All of the world. Every bit of it. Well, for this day, I'm glad you guys joined us. I've been Josh. I've been Marcus. I'm Jason. Booyah. Booyah.